Brammies, it's time to talk about our favorite cookware, Caraway. Caraway cookware has the convenience of nonstick, which is a game changer for your cooking experience. I used to have such a hard time cooking because my food would stick to the pan and burn, and then I'm left with a tedious cleanup project that just ruins the whole experience. But when I cook with Caraway, the nonstick helps cook to cook everything properly, and the leftovers just slide right off when I'm cleaning. Extra bonus, you can cook without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals. Caraway's nonstick chemical-free ceramic coating makes for easy cooking and cleanup, so you get the best of both worlds. It also doesn't hurt that they're so aesthetically beautiful. With cookware, bakeware, food storage, and tea kettles to choose from, there's something for everyone. And we want to share the love with our Rammies. Visit carawayhome.com slash ram10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com slash ram10 or use code ram10, R-A-M-10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Rammies, we have a very special announcement for you. Right Answers Mostly has teamed up with CPC Swimwear to create our own line of swimsuits. It has been a dream come true. We created five different swimsuits in collaboration with CPC, and we could not be more excited. One swimsuit even has a little special wink Uh, at Right Answers Mostly. We love a wink. These suits are the best. It's the only suits I've been wearing for the past six years. They're sustainable. They're locally made, and they just look so good on your body. I've never felt better in a swimsuit. Same. But not only do we have a Ram round of swimsuits, we also have a discount code. Use code RAM10 at checkout to receive 10% off any CPC swimsuits. We cannot wait to see you in your cute little suits. It's going to be the best. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Rammies, if you are a California listener, stop right now, stop whatever you are doing because we have the most exciting and special discount code for you. We are collaborating with Drew Martin to give you 10% off Drew Martin joints. Ugh, you know how much we adore this company. They are 100% queer owned. Their joints are made with botanical blends such as rose, chamomile, lemon, ginger, and it just makes you feel like you are smoking such a light and joyous and uplifting joint. The marketing is so good. The branding is just stunning. So it's a great for a gift. You can smoke these by yourself and just feel so relaxed. You can smoke them with friends and feel social. It never gives you that sort of panicky feeling like a lot of joints do. We cannot recommend them enough. Go to drewmartin.co, use code RAM10 to get 10% off your order. Let us know what you think. Hey, dolls. Welcome back to another episode of Right Answers Mostly, a podcast on what you didn't learn in history class but wanted to. My name's Claire Donald. My name is Tess Belomo. And I I had that Hey Dolls in my back pocket. When did you realize you would introduce the episode that way? In the shower this morning. Uh, Because today we are doing the one, the only, Christianer. She really needs no introduction. Truly. She precedes her reputation. Her reputation precedes her. Either. I don't know what that means either, (laughs) but it it applies to Chris. Everything for Chris applies. Everything. Everything. Um, 
Well, hi guys. Welcome. We were been on a break and I cannot tell you guys how much I have missed you. I know it's felt like longer than what has it been just a like few weeks? A few weeks, uh, maybe yeah. rounded out to a month. Let's something say a like month. that. Feels like a year. I was walking around my house yesterday aimlessly, like actually, and being like, I'm just so ready to get back to regularly recording weekly. I know. It's like we take this time off to get together, to be productive to talk about how to make the podcast better for us and for you. And for you. But it still feels like a loss at the same time that it we does. just can't be having that, you know, weekly weekly episode for you. But right. an emptiness. Sure an emptiness. But we do it out of love and concern. That's right. And, you know, we can update you that we have merch coming for you. Some spring merch. Limited release. That's right. So there's going to be less than our first round. So you got to get on that. Yep. Get on it fast. But cooler than our first round, I would say. Yeah, we've been like looking at trends. Yeah, we're like not trendsetters, but trend followers. Like a trend forecaster, if That's you will. That's right. That's right. So we've got that coming for you. We still have our Facebook group. If you want to join that, just search Right Answers Mostly on Facebook and we'll let you in. Any way that you guys want to interact with us, we will gladly take it. Absolutely. And you guys have been more. We've been loving chatting on our Instagram at Right Answers Mostly. Yes, people that, you know, like just respond quickly and say they're, you know, very honest vulnerable feedback is lovely. And like I, we got some nice emails about episodes that people mm-hmm. want. So please keep it coming. Yes. I love that. I'm definitely someone on social media that responds to stories probably more than I should. Same. Like I respond, well, I used to respond to celebrity stories. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that. Right? Like uh, that was losery of me. No, no. I, I like <sighs> it. I think it's fun. It was, it felt like a rush. I mean, it would be someone that I would maybe think would see it like a reality star. Like Danny Pellegrino, who has an amazing podcast. For when sure. I get a response from him. Oh, let me tell you. It's the best feeling in the world. It's the best feeling in the world. Like there is no other high. Oh God. Yeah. So and you might think that it's losery, but I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So w- respond to us. So please do it to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even if we ever get as big as... Um, Danny Pellegrino, per se. Uh, Please keep doing it. God willing. Super fans will stay with us forever. That's right. We know who you guys are. We know you. We see you. We love you. Truly. But today we are talking about probably one of the biggest celebrities, actually, Kris Jenner. She doesn't read DMs, so I would never even no, try. No, no, no. I honest, no, she definitely knows how to work Instagram because she's the queen. Um, but you know she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She has people do that for her. Like 10 assistants. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing, guys. I feel like this episode will be interesting. People are either going to see it and be like, Bleh, ugh. I hate the Kardashians. We've gotten that response from many people. Many people. <laughs> We've seen people shut down literally before our eyes when we told them we were doing Kris Jenner. A smile that turned to a frown quicker than you'd ever imagine. I've never thought emotions could change so quickly. But people are either going to have that response or they're going to be pumped because people also love them. They are so polarizing. Or it could be that middle ground of like, oh, uh, she's the worst, but let me just hit the volume yeah, well, a little bit. You know what I mean? My strange addiction. Truly. But that's the thing. I also want to preface this. I'm not doing the Kardashians. I am solely focusing on dear Kris Jenner. Who made the Kardashians. Who, where, God, lips have never been the same. And it is all because of this woman. And we love that we're focusing on her solely because, you yeah. know, we don't need all of the other ones. No, really. I don't. I will say I have... I've always loved Chris. You have. I have. She's always been my favorite. I'm not even the biggest Kardashian person. I've been rewatching old seasons for research, but I have always loved Chris. Yeah, I've always 
So I have been a Kardashian fan. I would, I've watched every season, mm. but I'm not someone that's like obsessed with them. Right. Cause I, I go back and forth with like how I feel. Totally. And even with Chris, there's times I'm like, damn, well, mm-hmm. you got to respect her. And then there's times I'm like, you're so annoying. Are you a good mom? Like I've had all, totally. I've been through all the emotions. Totally. And both of these things can be true. But at the end of the day, I keep watching. I'm going to be watching the Hulu show that's out this week. That's uh, right. Well, when we're recording right yes. now, it's supposed to release tonight, I think. So it's all so timely. Perfect. But yeah, I've like, I'm in it though. Yeah. I buy skims. Oh, skims are so great. Got it. It just, they are really flattering. They're great. So whether you love them or you hate them, I don't think that you can deny that Chris has created, she's changed the world. She's created something spectacular. Spectacular. And for a woman to do that, like it's respectable for anyone to do that. And for a woman to do that, I think you just have to take note and there's no denying that. So love them or hate them, we're still going to talk about them. And I cannot wait. And so is everyone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There it is. Mm. So Chris, 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 Chris. Tell us about our girl. Let's, let's hear it. Well, also, I just, I, in my, my notes start out by saying, in all caps, why I love Chris. <laughs> Please share. Chris is a crier like me, always crying. Always. I feel like she's super open and you can talk to her about anything. Like nothing shocks her. And in my research, I have had a thorough line thing of being like, but I'm her mom. What am I supposed to do? I can't berate her. I have to support her through this. And I just, I love that. I love that too. So Chris Jenner, she has trademarked the term momager. She has literally trademarked that. Good for her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Lisa Rinna wishes. Oh, Lisa Rinna fucking wishes. Mm-hmm. Yolanda Hadid wishes. They all do. Don't they? So I got most of my info from Chris's 2011 memoir titled Chris Jenner and All Things Kardashian. I listened to, I there had to be at least 14 hours on tape and I listened to that whole thing. Wow. And 2011 was even before like a lot of shit hit the fan with them, which well, is that's interesting. that's what's so interesting. I don't think she would do a memoir now. I think she would wait 30 years. Like things were a little, they were a little losery at this time. Yeah. 2011, was that pre- Caitlyn's transition. It sure was. Okay, so yeah, memoir would be different. She, there was so many things that are different, but I got a lot of her backstory and her relationship with Robert and all of that through there. She was very open. And that's what like a lot of people don't know. And that's what I don't know. I know. I'm excited for like the whole... I'm excited for that history to talk about it. Um, the podcast, even the rich, and there was a Hollywood reporter article from 2011 in an LA times article. Perfect. Christian... Kristen, Mary Jenner. So Chris comes from Kristen. Never knew. Yeah. Wow, she's so not a Kristen. She's not a Kristen. She is a Chris through and through. Also spelled the same way as our dear editor Chris's name is. Chris, this one's for you, baby. <laughs> K-R-I Chris. Oh, S. Oh, anyways. Okay. <laughs> she was born on November 5th, 1955. Scorpio. Scorpio. There it is. Mm-hmm. The eldest of two children born to Mary Jo, and as we know her now as MJ, Shannon, and Robert Bob Hooten. Her dad's name was Robert. Isn't that interesting? So many Roberts in her life. So many Roberts in her life. So her father, Robert, was an engineer for Confair, an aircraft design and manufacturing company, and her mother, MJ, owned a children's clothing store. So she followed after her mother's footsteps. Mm. Um, Chris had a little sister that was born three years later named Karen, also with a K. Oh my God. So many Ks. Um, They lived in Point Luma, which is in San Diego in a big, beautiful white house like you would see in the movies, says Chris. So it was like pretty idealistic until um, 
she was seven. When she was seven, her parents began arguing all the time. And in 1962, her father packed his bags and her parents told Chris and Karen that their father was going away, but would be back. And in fact, he never returned. So I feel like that's like such a thing of the 60s. Yes. Of like literally like a father packing up a briefcase and being like, bye kids. I'll see you later. And the mom be like, daddy's coming back. And then he's never coming back. Like why even put that on them? Just tell them. Just tell them. But um, I mean, people are just now starting to be honest with their children, I feel. So that's true. So yeah, her father never returned. And um, from this, they move to um, Point Luma, from Point Luma to Claremont with her grandparents. And Chris um, said that her mother and her grandmother were really like the most influential people of their life. And, they, and she comes from, obviously, and we see this, very um, matriarch family. Totally. It's like what the woman says goes. And her mom, or her grandma and her mom are from Arkansas. They were born in Arkansas. MJ was. Really? Wow. I, I feel like Chris A lot of I, powerful women. I think that Chris and I were like, um, like, Sisters, <laughs> I feel, but your name would have to start. It'd be Claire at the K. Okay. Maybe I'll change it after this episode, <laughs> just for Chris. Um, okay, so she said she grew up with a lot of chores and was taught to be responsible for herself, and that's the way that you overcome adversity. This is a quote from her book. We were going to have fun, and things were going to be great. They might not be perfect, and we might not have a dad, but life was still fabulous. Just sobbing as you write that. <laughs> We might not have a tab, but life was still fabulous. Just keeping on with those chores. <laughs> oh. So MJ actually remarries a man named Harry Shannon, who was a yacht broker and businessman and did really well. So they were fine. And they were fine before, right? Too? They were like upper middle class. I also feel like the dollar went a lot further in the 50s and 60s. I mean- they were always going to fabulous parties. Chris always talks about how everyone was always dressed really nice and like they lived in a beautiful house and had fabulous parties. Yeah. She was fine. Like upper middle class. I never think, I don't think she struggled financially as a child. Really. Yeah. I don't think she in that way ever has struggled. No, not in that way. No. Um, she was always determined to make something of herself, but back then for her, that meant being a wife and a mother. She always says, I wanted to be a wife and I wanted to have six kids. She was always super specific about the six kids. Jesus. Which, whoa. Um, she had a few boyfriends, but no serious relationships. And, um, she said she always saw herself with an adult. And while most girls at that age were thinking about the prom, she said, quote, fuck the prom. I want to get married and have six kids. And she felt that her life would begin when that happened for her. Oh, wow. So she knew what she wanted. Damn. She graduated from high school, but didn't go to college. She had no interest in school. It wasn't her thing. I'm like, don't I hear that? <laughs> and she wanted to get out into the world. Oh, also like as a kid, just an interesting little fact. She said that she worked at a donut shop for part of the time. So she wake up at 5 a.m., go to the donut shop, then go to school. Then she, her mom and um, grandma owned a candle shop. She would go work at the candle shop, go home and do her homework, and then go out with her friends. Wow. Always, always hustling, always but also hustling. always socializing. That, and that's the truth. But also when I think about that, I'm like, who has the energy? And then, but think about your high school schedule. Yeah. Somehow kids. You just don't think about ever like resting at home. It's truly just go, go, go. Yeah, that's so true. Sounds exhausting. So when she's 17, she meets a professional golfer that she refers to in the book as Anthony. But I did some digging and it's a golfer named um, Cesar Sanudo. So he was 29 and she was 17 and they began a relationship. Why would she 
not say his name. Isn't that weird? I guess just to protect his identity because she was still so big, but so intense. Yeah, it makes people want to know even more, and we'll post a picture of him. Was he hot? Not to my, he's not really my type. I think Robert Kardashian was hot. A handsome man. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. But he was like, whatever. I mean, Caesar, I'm sure you're a great guy, but not my type. But almost 30 years old with a 17 year old. Yeah, that's troubling. We mm. should look at that. Um, she likes him immediately. And she said that he made all the boys she hung out with in high school seem just like that boys. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> no fucking kidding. He was also a professional golfer. So he really courted her and took her to all these PGA tournaments and these like luxurious parties and all of that. Um, After they're dating for a year and a half, Chris and her best friend, Debbie, convince Anthony, which his name is Caesar, to um, let them move into his townhouse rent-free. Which again, I love that she's like, we're just going to do what I want to do. So my best friend and I are going to move into your house and we're not going to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, really taking advantage of... She knew. She knew, she knew. And he let her do it. Also, she probably wanted someone to... Take, take care, care of her, her after her father left. Right. Yeah. It yeah. all comes from somewhere, doesn't it? I mean, it does. Am I right or am I right, ladies? You're right. <laughs> we are right. <laughs> um, so the summer she was 18, while Anthony was out of town on a golf tournament, Debbie and Chris go to the horse races in Del Mar. She was wearing this like big white gorgeous hat and this white gorgeous suit. And she um, was wearing a gold pendant on it that read, oh shit, which is Wait, really? Gold. Mm-hmm. And on that day... Chris meets a young L.A. lawyer named Robert George Kardashian. And her life has changed forever. Oh, my God. Chris makes a $2 bet, and this guy comes over, and he asked, um, is your name Janet? And she, Chris replies, that's the worst pickup line I've ever heard. Ooh, I like it. It's I, cute. Me too. It's sassy. So they go back and forth on this banter. He introduces himself, um, and she is just kind of shocked at how bold he is, and he's clearly hitting on her. She thinks he's cute. He looks super successful. Like, she was like, I know that I have good clothes, but that is good. That's wealth, honey. Right. I mean, at the horse races in Del Mar. And that's the truth. Um, but she's also like, I think he's too old for me, which he was 11 years older than her. At this time, she's 19 and he's 30. But that's still a year younger than the 12-year age difference she has with her current boyfriend. Yeah, that's not, I mean, once you're dating a teenager and, you know, (laughs) it's all the same. It's really not cool. Like the teenager is just tough. Um, But he ends up asking her out and she says no. He asked for her phone number and she says no, but that's all. But she said she felt his eyes on her all day long. Cut two. One day, Chris gets a call. It's Robert Kardashian. She was like, how did you get my number? His friend worked at the phone company and he got her to find Chris's number and give to him, which is super invasive. This is the kind of stuff that when we were young, we were like, ah, so romantic. And now we're like, no. Absolutely not. You have crossed so many boundaries. Truly. Their love story is like that to where, and even in her 2011 book, she writes about it and she's just like, it was just so romantic. And I'm like, like "Mm." a whirlwind. Yeah. I'm like, honey, stalking. Literally. Because he, for weeks, he calls and keeps trying to convince her to go out with him. And she was like, I, I, I can't because I have a boyfriend, but they kind of create I think like this emotional affair he talks about his house that he lives in in Beverly Hills and his big Armenian family and she talks about her life and like her parents divorce and all of that stuff was he married or dating someone no oh he was single and just wanted Chris um damn 
And, but she did tell him that she was dating someone and that he was a PGA, PGA golfer. So month passed. Months passed. She uh, didn't see Robert, but they continued to talk on the phone like twice a week. And her and Debbie, her friend, go to LA. And who is there at the Los Angeles Open? None other than Robert Kardashian. Oh my God. He tapped her on the shoulder and was like, remember me? (laughs) How did you find her? It's so scary. Yeah, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. But um, since it all worked out for them, I'm, I'm happy that he was persistent and she admired his persistence. I bet she did. She probably got a little lesson in that. Yeah, exactly. So um, he, he said, he ended up telling her like, I came here for you. Um, And so she admired his persistence. And the next time that Robert called, she agreed to go out with him, even though she didn't tell Robert that she had recently agreed to marry the PGA golfer. They're engaged. They're engaged. But she still agrees to go on a date with Robert Kardashian. Sweetheart. Chris. She's also 19, though. And she said at this moment, she's starting to realize that I was more in love with the lifestyle that Caesar slash Anthony was giving me than I was with him. Totally. Understandable. Right. So Robert flies from L.A. to San Diego. And that is not a cheap flight. I don't know what it was back then, but I recently looked at it. Like private? I don't know, but when you now, cause I recently looked cause I had to use that flight credit. It was oh. like over a thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. Well, cause I guess there's not like, I mean, it would take airport shorter to just drive there, but he flies, he picks Chris up, they go to the movies and when they go to, get back from the movies, they go to Chris's house, which if you remember is Caesar's house, but he's not home and they start fooling around in his house. Does Robert know about Caesar? Yes. Okay. Okay. So they just don't care. They're just, they just literally don't give a fuck. Jesus. Caesar walks through the door <gasps> and they hear him. And Chris panics and doesn't know what to do. And so she just told Robert to just run, try to run out the front door, just like right past him. And so obviously Anthony stops him or Caesar and is like, what the fuck are you doing? They start like getting in like a fist fight kind of thing. And then Robert bolts out of the house. Chris chases him in her car to get him, which again, if I was Anthony, I'd be like, I see. Yeah. Like you have made it very clear. (laughs) That you do not love me. And so Robert, she did. <laughs> so Robert, she takes Robert to the airport and Robert is like, when you figure your shit out, call me. So that did not deter him. Chris and Caesar Anthony stay together. Yeah. But Rob keeps calling and it all comes to a head when Anthony is playing in the British Open. And Chris had already planned on going to Europe with Anthony and breaking up with him there. Oh, good. <laughs> coming home on her own. Good, good. Which I'm like, why? She's like, I just want to break up with him in Europe. <laughs> yeah, there's something like so romantic about it. She probably just wanted to go to the British, the Open. British Open. I mean, I don't blame you. Yeah, you got to see a lot of people there. That's right. For plane ticket. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, first class. I'm sure. Um, so Robert was like, okay, great. I'm having a housewarming party in Beverly Hills and I want you to be my date and I really need a yes or a no from you. Like, I'm tired of this back and forth. And Chris is like, yes, like I said, I'm going to break up with Anthony in Europe and I'll come home by myself. I'll be your date. But when she was in Europe, she chickens out and Robert was waiting in the San Diego airport with two dozen roses, just waiting, waiting, waiting for her because she never called Robert to tell her him, I'm not coming back. He throws the roses away and he said that he, he was telling all of his friends and family about this woman that I can't wait for you all to meet and he had to go back to his housewarming party without her. 
Chris, you just got to communicate. If you're going to be cheating on people and breaking people's <laughs> heart, like, I mean, clearly you, your fiance knows that you are seeing another man. So let's just keep the openness going. Yeah. Um, well, it, Anthony actually ends up making this easier for Chris because it turns out he was also cheating on her. And when Chris found out, she was like, I am done with you. How dare you? Oh, now that he did, she's yeah. like, this can't be. She was like, "That. thank you for your service. Just like a Scorpio. Just like, Just a, Scorpio. like a Scorpio. A little, mm-hmm. that truth. Isn't that the truth? So um, she was pissed, but she was also relieved. And so she calls Robert and she's like, it's over with Anthony. She flies to LA to meet Robert Kardashian. There he is waiting in his green Mercedes with his friend, OJ Simpson. Why would he bring a friend with him during this like big moment? I'm, I mean, I guess I, I used to do that kind of shit. When <laughs> just I was having a friend all around all the yeah, time. Like I'm going to break up with someone. Do you want to come with me? Robert Kardashian, and OJ Simpson were truly like brothers, inseparable. And we will talk about that all throughout this episode. So mm. there he is, OJ Simpson. So from there, they go to see his house that he lived in in Beverly Hills. It has a tennis court. It has a swimming pool. I think his family was like kind of wealthy anyways. And he's also a very successful attorney at this time. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I don't regret breaking up with Anthony. No, I think that was pretty easy for her to fall into the arms of Robert. Mm-hmm. And I respect you for that, Chris. I'm not I'm not no. calling judgment. No, um, that's great. Like she's going to listen to this episode, I hope. Yeah, I mean, manifest <laughs> Crazier it. things have happened. Happens. It's true. Um, she meets his entire family and they're this really tight knit Armenian family. They took her in right away. And for the next three weeks, she would spend every weekend in LA with Robert. And on the third weekend, he proposes to her. I did know that it was a fast engagement with well, them. That is wild. I feel like every other story that we have on this podcast, someone proposes to them within a matter of like weeks. That Jim and Tammy Faye. Jim and Tammy Faye. There was someone else that it was Whitney super fast. Whitney and Bobby. Probably. Where it's like, let's maybe just cool it. Yeah. Love makes you do crazy, crazy things. things. And she's young, but she actually says no, because she is 20 and she's like, I just have not figured my life out yet. So he's 31. So he's devastated. Um, but she then becomes a flight attendant for American Airlines and she has to go to Fort Worth for six weeks. And Robert like took that super personally because he was like, you just said no to me and now you're going to leave, which there's a lot of male ego things going on and yeah. play there. So he kind of like ends it with her um just because she has a career <laughs> yeah it's like how he, she said he took it super personally for her to have to go off for six weeks I mean he seems a little unhinged let's yeah call, let's uh, say it yeah, yeah. No, you're right let's call it how we see it um so he be, then begins dating Priscilla Presley what right. I had no idea about and Elvis is still alive at this point which is so crazy that is crazy. The way that this Hollywood is just so intertwined is crazy. So, but Robert and Chris continue to call each other constantly, even when Robert is dating Priscilla Presley. They just can't quit each other. Because didn't, also isn't there some other connection with the Kardashians and Elvis? Maybe. Did oh, well, Kim dated one of Michael Jackson's brothers and Michael Jackson was married to Lisa Marie Presley. And- I Brody Jenner's mom dated. Oh, I think she probably after or before Bruce, she dated Elvis. I think. Yes, that right? sounds familiar. I on, think on Housewives in Beverly that Hills. Sounds so familiar. The crazy one who's like the ocean won't be. It's <laughs> always going to be here for Linda Thompson. Is that yes. her name? Yes. <laughs> right answers mostly. We get any of this wrong, but I think you know what you're dealing so with. So much like in the 
with Kris Jenner and in the Kardashians, there's so much like crossover to even old Hollywood. Everything. It's wild. And she came from like, uh, this is what I'm saying. She came from San Diego. It's not like she was even born in LA. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So they continue to talk um, while she's in Fort Worth. And then Robert and Priscilla break up. Chris is like, great, we're going to start dating again. But then she gets stationed in New York and she really wanted to get stationed in LA because all of her family and Robert's in Southern California. So she was devastated by it. But Robert was like, I'm going to come visit you and because I'm going to be in New York with OJ. So they come visit for a little bit. They go to Studio 54. It's all connected. Full circle. That's right. History, truly, it's like everything is just pockets into each other. Yeah. So they have, they go shopping. They go to these amazing dinners. So Chris is like, I I love this man. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) I do too. Um, And then he goes back. Uh, She's super lonely in New York, hates it. She finally gets relocated into LA or back to LA. And when she arrives, Robert Kardashian was there waiting for LAX again in his new black Rolls Royce. And from there, she said she knew this was the one. (laughs) Did she really? Yes. I like how she's just not afraid to say it. Like she's obviously attracted to wealth, to that sort of lifestyle. drive. And that's why I kind of, you know, respect Kim Kardashian in the way that she's like, I've always known I've wanted to be famous. Yeah. If you just say it and you're self-aware. I I respect you so much more. Same. Yeah. So um, she eventually moves in with Robert uh, because he was living with OJ and his brother at the time. They move out. She moves in. They're having a fabulous life together. Um, Robert was a born again, again Christian. And he used to pray before every meal and every business meeting. And he carried a Bible with him everywhere. And Chris said she was never really religious, but she found him religious, him being religious, being super impressive. And, um, yeah. So they would go to these Bible studies every week with a dude named Pat Boone, who was a pop singer turned motivational speaker. Oh, that's always tough. Yes, you do. That's always tough. <laughs> and from these Bible studies, or and also people like Joshua Gabor went, Priscilla Presley, Doris Day, they were like all at this Bible study. Oh God, I guess this was a time where like Christianity in Hollywood was also very like chic. I, think, I mean, we still see it today with like Justin Bieber's crowd. Oh, and, for like, sure. There's always like that pocket. Mm-hmm. And this is actually actually where she meets a lot of her best friends, um, like, uh, Shelly Azoff. Oh yeah. They're like best friends. And so like, she found a lot of her core girlfriends from this group. Um, and from this Bible study, Robert decides that Chris should move out because it doesn't align with their faith, with them living together. And he also decides that they should stop having sex for the same reason in the middle of their relationship. That's like, isn't it already too far gone at that There's point? There's something a little icky about it all of like this older man that decides that he wants his partner to also be just as religious as he is. Totally. And teach her the ways. Calling all the shots. It's not really fair. No. I little, mean. It's a little gross. But Chris, you know, went with it until she did it because she was like this, I've had enough and I'm, I'm ready to be married to this man then. Oh, so that's why they got married so quickly? Well, I don't think that, I mean- it's 1978 when he proposes to her and they met, I guess 20. So it probably was, she was like 21, 22. So it was within like a year or two. Damn. Uh, Damn. So on Easter Sunday, 1978, she said that she was staying at Robert's house so they could get up early and go to church. 
like, I'm sure you guys were just having sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's for Easter. Yeah. They're like, we have to. We right? have to. Um, so he comes in the kitchen that morning. He takes out a piece of paper and drops to one knee. He asked uh, for her to marry him. And he, then he unfolds a piece of paper and it's a page from her European Vogue with a big diamond. And he said, I would love for you to have this ring someday. But until then, I'm going to find you the perfect thing and I'll do it next week. So <laughs> <laughs> He's a strange little one, isn't he? I mean, couldn't you just wait like a week to have like an actual ring? And like, please don't put it in a piece of paper, (laughs) even if it's in a Vogue. She thought that was so romantic. I was like, Chris, honey. No, we could do better. Yeah, we sure could. Raise the bar. Raise the bar. Well, she does. Yes. Um, So they fly to San Diego for lunch with Chris's family. Then they go back to LA, like all within the same day with his family. And everyone was just so happy. So one... uh, Okay, this just before they get married, one day in 1978, a little tidbit from her book. Chris goes to Robert's house and found OJ sitting at a desk in Robert's den. He asked Chris to make a phone call for him to a woman named Nicole. She asked why he wouldn't just do it himself. And he said, because she lives with her parents and they're going to answer. And Chris was like, how old is this girl? And he says, 18. Wait, really? Yeah. And OJ is like in his 30s at this point. So Nicole calls and the mom asks who it is. She said, Chris, sorry. And um, then hands the phone to OJ. OJ was still married at this point And Chris really did not like this. She was like, you're married. She's 18 years old. She's younger than I am. It's not a good idea. But OJ was like, she is this incredible woman. And she's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And they, she, they end up meeting like a few weeks later. And Chris said, she truly was like just this California dream tall blonde and she was so sweet and they were like instantly best friends I mean also Chris that's the exact thing that you did (laughs) you know like you were also having an affair with someone 10 years older than you when you were a teenager she's like do as I say not as I do (laughs) exactly and that is Chris Jenner for you (laughs) not the truth um so Robert and Chris get married July 8th, 1978 at the Westwood United Methodist Church on Wilshire Boulevard. They had over 300 guests and their reception was at the Bel Air Country Club. Yeah. Uh, Again, it just sounds super glamorous. Um, She said that Robert didn't want her to be too spoiled, but then she followed that up with stories of him hiding diamond earrings under her pillows and giving her a Barbie doll with like a diamond bracelet around the waist. So they were living it up. Um, She said she planned on going back to work, but when they were on their honeymoon, American Airlines called and was like, where the fuck are you? You never like resigned. (laughs) She said she looked at Robert and was like, what do I tell them? And he said, tell them you're not going back to work. And so she did. He liked a little housewife, didn't he? He did. And she wanted that. Like yeah. she, that was her goal. She was just to wanted be, to have children. Exactly. And to be a mother. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. You you like what you like. True. Um so two weeks after their honeymoon, she discovered she was pregnant. And yeah, so that wham bam. Thank you, bam. Wow. Super quick. On April eighteenth, nineteen seventy nine, Aries. Or is that Taurus? A- April fifteenth. Eighteenth. I think tour starts on the 20th. Okay, so like Caspi vibes. Mm. Um, (laughs) Kourtney Kardashian was born. Um, She said if she had a boy, she was going to name, they were going to name him Sarkis. Oh, so it wasn't always the K, it wasn't the name. No, she said that she wanted something cool and different and she always liked the name Kourtney. And then so she was like, well, maybe if I just change it with the K. 
And so it was. Wow. And so it begins. So it begins. I mean, they ended up also not going with Sarkis for Robert later because they got a dog and named him Sarkis. I'm like, what is he with Sarkis? Yeah, guys, let it go. Um, At this time in the book, Chris mentions OJ being around a lot. And Chris said she was truly, he was truly like a brother to him. Um, They actually move out of their house and um, OJ and Nicole move into their old house. So they're always together playing tennis, going on vacations. Um, They go on a ski vacation with OJ and Nicole. And Chris said that Robert and her had their best sex on vacation. Oh. And and Kimberly was a product of their great Aspen sex. That is a chic way to be conceived. I'm like, of course, Kim Kardashian was conceived in Aspen. Yeah. I'm like, where would I want to be conceived? Aspen would be cool. Aspen would be cool. Or like South of France. Oh, yeah. I I went South of France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, good for Kim. Yeah, good for her. She gets everything, doesn't she? (laughs) So on October 21st, 1980, Kimberly Kardashian was born. And Chris said from the moment she was born, Kim was absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. And she goes on and on about how beautiful she was. Um... And in the book, she goes on and on about it, but she doesn't do this for any of her other kids. So, I mean, when you see young pictures of Kim, she's stunning. She's like a beautiful baby. She's like, I mean, she's just very, she was gorgeous. Chicago looks so much like Kim and Chicago is stunning. Like those long eyelashes Eyelashes and big eyes. Yes. And and Um, we always know that Chris has always been, or Kim has always been Chris's favorite until Kylie, but 2011, Kylie isn't a billionaire yet. So yeah, didn't have the lip lip, (laughs) lip kits quite yet. So Kim, it was. Um, at 24, Chris was a mom of two and it seems like she just absolutely being, loved being a homemaker and throwing dinner parties and playing tennis and she would go shopping with her friends and go to lunch and then come home and take care of the kids. It just sounded like a dream. I mean, minus the kids part. I'm not interested in that, but the rest sounds great. Yeah. Um, in 1983, Chris and Robert go to Europe and we know what happens when they're on the vacation. They have great vacation sex and from there, Khloe Kardashian was born. On June 27th, 1984. And Chris said, Chris said from the moment Chloe was born, it was just, Chloe was different. She looked different. She seemed different. So I'm sure that made Chloe feel good. Isn't it interesting that like she even has to put that in the book? Like she almost has to be like, yes, she did look different. Like it's always mentioned. You can't just sort of like. There is, and we all know there is a lot of speculation We could do a whole episode about conspiracy theories. (laughs) On Khloe Kardashian's father. And they are very protective of that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, imagine like your mom writing a memoir and being like, and then I had Claire and she looked different than Carolyn. (laughs) It's like, why do you even have to say that? Not only that, being like, Kim is stunning, gorgeous. Chloe was different. Then she goes on to say how Chloe thought she was a dog when she was younger. And that was Chloe's birth story. <laughs> There's such darkness there. Like, imagine reading this as being like, I see. I see. It's like, you want to run that by me first? Like, obviously, Chloe feels different. And you guys just don't make it easier for her. That, that, that's true. And also, they talk about that the Armenian family really wanted a boy. And with Kim or with Courtney, they were like, oh, it's a girl. It's the first baby. It's exciting. And with Kim, she literally was like, oh, be two little girls. That will be and she's great. so pretty. She can be whatever she's she wants. so pretty. And then with Chloe, it was like, oh. Disappointment. Another girl. Yeah. Oh. So it's just tough all around. Chloe, I don't know. I see you, I guess. You're my least favorite out of all. But, oh, God. I hear this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned what the, they're going to come for us. They're totally listening to our right answers mostly on the reg. Um, but sure enough, they get pregnant and she goes into labor the night before St. Patrick's Day, 1987. 
Shelly Azoff brought fat burgers for everyone. Also, within the families, fat burgers were all sized Beverly Hills, you know. Oh, so LA. So, so LA. LA. And um, it would, if it was a girl, her name would be Kelly, which is... I'm glad they didn't do that. No, me too. Um, and if it was a boy, he would be Robert Arthur Kardashian. Arthur after Robert's father. And yes, it was a boy. Oh, little Rob. Oh, Rob. Robbie, Robbie, Rob. The things you could have done. Literally. We think about you. So now they have four kids and no worries when it becomes their life or when it comes to their lifestyle. Robert's career was booming. He was now more in the music industry and working with Irving Azoff. Um, he had a company like a newspaper for record companies that he sold to even bigger company in Dallas. So he was just like living large. Um, on February 2nd, 1995, O.J. Simpson and Nicole were married and they were at their wedding in O.J.'s backyard. Uh, O.J. was 37 and Nicole was 25 and pregnant with their first child. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris talks about in her book also like getting a boob job, but I guess I don't really have to go into that. But that was like a big thing in the 80s in L.A. and all of her friends and her got a boob job at the same time. So, oh, re- oh, that's fun. <laughs> it's fun. So fun. Um, so, and also just like thinking that is so 80s. No one really got boob jobs before them. Oh, When you yeah. think about that. And like all these rich LA women just started getting like knockers. Like 80s, like the start of plastic surgery. I think so. I do think plastic surgery would be like an interesting. That would be. Little thing to look into. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's fascinating. Let us know. DM us right now if you would like us to proceed. Yeah. Um, okay. So in 1989, things changed though. Chris starts kind of going through like a depressed, a depression. She just starts to become really unhappy and she didn't know why, um, and really what to quote her, I was selfish and restless and bored um, because she's like, so she was 30. She has four kids at this point. She's already done everything. She never like really lived like a young, crazy 20 something. So I really think that's just what was going on. Yeah, is that she's she like hit a wall. Hundred percent, and also it's like when you get all of that stuff so early, what else is there? Had four kids by thirty. Can you imagine? No, can't imagine. Also, she doesn't have a career for herself at this point. Yeah, so I get feeling. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Right. And she's been married to Robert for 10 years. She said that she loved him, but she wasn't in love with him. Their emotional connection was just changing. Um, Also, if he was kind of like of a controlling nature, I'm sure he was like that in their marriage and with the kids. I think he was a very traditional Armenian man of being like the man is the head of the household and this is what our roles are, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, It was also at this time that Chris said she noticed that Nicole started acting differently. Nicole Brown, now Nicole Brown Simpson. Um, She was withdrawn and anxious and she just seemed to be an edge all the time. Uh, Nicole confided in Chris that she was struggling with OJ and his son, Jason. She found out that OJ was cheating on her and didn't go into much detail, but said that he had gotten physical and roughed her up. And Chris said she so wishes that she would have asked for more specifics, but she didn't because she didn't want to cross the line. Mm. But she said that's one of her biggest regrets in her life is not asking more about it. But she was, and she said, even in her book, she was like, if you're afraid of violating someone's privacy, but you're worried for their safety, violate it. I've chills. It's just so, these women were so close and we'll get into it. But also like in the 80s, no one's even talking about like in the way we talk about now, like no. domestic violence and also like. Anything really. Like things are so much more hush, open hush. now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but Chris also reveals that she went with Nicole to buy OJ leather gloves, which comes into his trial later because they were leather, leather gloves left at the scene. The same ones. 
she always wondered is what she said. She didn't, she couldn't tell. I, I guess not. Cause I'm How? like, you How? were at the courtroom, but they were leather. I mean, if she even wonders, I feel like she knows. So back to Kristen Robert, she asked him for a separation and for him to go to Palm Springs for some space, mainly just like a week. I need a week by myself. Um, and he, she, or she asked, I guess for a longer break. And he came home after two days from Palm Springs and was like, nope, we're not doing this. We're, we don't, we're not going to get a divorce. We're not going to get a separation. Chris says, if he would have given me a longer break to think about it and work it out, I probably would have been over it in a week. But he <sighs> couldn't give her that, which but is also, also tough. But also like you, you wanted to break up with him. You probably did want to break up with him. Like time doesn't really matter in those sort of things. hundred percent. You were not happy where you were in the yeah, relationship right now. I think right that's now. something that you say to yourself to almost like amend the hundred percent loss of the future. But it's like, no. hundred percent. She says still that her biggest regret in life, and she still says this, was divorcing Robert Kardashian. I've heard her say that countless times on on the Kardashians. And I'm just yeah. like, what an interesting thing for her now at the time for to even like be Kendall and Kylie and hear that is so, and she says that is the reason why it happened is because she was always destined to have Kendall and Kylie, but it's tough. Imagine your current spouse or partner yeah. hearing that. I, it would devastate me. And even there was an Oprah interview and Oprah was like, haven't you thought about how others feel when you say this? Do you think she says that though, because of the guilt of him passing? I think the guilt of him passing, I think she did truly love him. And I do actually think that they were a great match for each other. She was so young. But not the time. Not the time. And timing is everything. And it's either on your side or it's not. Yeah. It's just such an interesting thing to hear that someone regrets a breakup. And we'll talk about that for years to come. I don't really, you don't really hear people saying that. Because right. usually it's like, well, yeah, that happened. Because right. Because you wanted it to. And, and I also agree with you that I think she's in, in love with the idea of him mm-hmm. too. More than, and it's easy to look back and say that now than if you were actually to have stayed in it. Right. Like she was not happy. Right. Well, she ended up having an affair with a man that we know now, now know as Todd Waterman. She calls him Ryan in the book. He comes on the show. He comes on the show. <laughs> but isn't he a tennis player? He is a tennis player. I think what they... I think he's a tennis player. I feel like everyone played tennis who was rich in LA in the 80s. It's so inappropriate. He came on the show. It's so wild. She said he had the face of Rod Lowe and a soccer player's body. And they were at a friend's house. And they talked and they touched. And it was like magnetic. And her friend asked her to go get something in her room. And she went upstairs and he followed her. And he they kissed. And she said it that kiss, she felt like she had been asleep for years. And that kiss woke her up. Oh, God. So she... <laughs> she said, um, this affair made her feel alive again. She said, wild, crazy sex all the time. Sex in cars, on tennis courts, in the pool house, in the garage, up and down the stairs. She said it was out of control. She's always been a very sexual person. Yeah, she really like, To this day, she's horny as hell. She She's horny as hell. Yeah, she is. And she said that whenever she was pregnant, she was like super horny. And she always tells that to the kids. And they're like, please <laughs> stop. Like, mom, please. Enough. Another reason. I'm sorry. I'm charmed by Chris Jenner. I it think is, that's hilarious. I like her openness about everything. Me too. Well, she also, speaking of pregnant, I forgot to say this. She said that she loved being pregnant and that she said she loved the experience of childbirth. And then Kim, who's like, I went through <laughs> literally the most <laughs> devastating. And not only that, people called me a whale when I was pregnant. Like, it's so tough. But Chris loved it. Um, wow. So back well, to- good for her. Yeah, good for her. So back to, again, Ryan Todd. His name's Todd, but she calls him Ryan in the book. Um, she ends up 
paying for his apartment in the Valley and furnishing it with Robert Kardashian's credit cards. And he still doesn't know. He still doesn't know, but he notices that something's different. Apparently she started like toning up a little bit. She was taking her car to get washed. Like, so many times a week. Because she's having sex in it? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> that was a cover. <laughs> she wasn't actually taking it together. Oh, I was like, what were they doing in the car? <laughs> she just said it was out of control. Well, I mean. Um, so, and her friends were starting to notice that she was acting different. He actually hires a PI to follow them and catches them at, they were having, not having sex. They were having breakfast at a diner and he walks in and was like, so this is what you've been doing. Yeah. God, when you have to hire a PI and you can't talk to your wife, (laughs) stop. it's like, were you ever really in a, there's not open, there's no openness about it. God, it's so eighties. Everything about it. I know. I just want to live in it. Like a PI is very (laughs) eighties. Totally. Like sometimes I'm even like, like, hire one. How do you find one? Call us PIs. Yeah. That's how it works, right? You call us. Yes, you call us. We have people. <laughs> we have people we need to. Yeah, we sure do. We, we need, need to know. We sure do. <laughs> that is the truth. Where are they? Where are you now? Yeah, that's right. So after, so she, so he caught them three different times, actually. He caught them three different times. And she said, I just could not quit him. Um, Todd, Todd Ryan, Ryan Todd. After three months, Robert filed for divorce. And um, she kind of was like, this will be fine because I'm still going to have Robert supporting me until she took the kids out for pizza and her credit card didn't work. Robert completely cut her off because she was like, Robert's such a good guy. And I do think he was a really good guy, but he cut her off and people turn in heartache. That's well, I and mean, three betrayal. different times. And it's like, like, you're not home taking care of our kids. You're out having an affair. Oh, this woman did not want to be married. I no, think, you know, no, well, not, not, no, no. Um, so yeah, she said that was her biggest regret. Um, they told the kids together, uh, Courtney was 11, Kim was 10, Chloe was six and Robert was two. Very tough ages. Very tough ages for Courtney and Kim. Truly. And they actually knew about the affair. Well, in the Oprah interview, Rob said that he didn't really know about it until I guess he was probably like 25 at that point, but the girls knew and they said that it has affected their relationships with men, which we see very publicly today. We, we do see it. <laughs> Every day. We can have sympathy. No, we can. Um, I wish that they would turn some things around. But Yeah. Maybe, you know, once what's, what's that expression of like, fool me once that and also like being crazy <laughs> being crazy is like crazy I'll get I'll get back to you <laughs> okay perfect I'm sure it's an expression oh, you made up insanity is the definition oh, doing, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and expecting different results and there it is there it is it is so true I did make that up yeah I, I know you did I saw it working in your head <laughs> and I sensed it yes so. copyright yes mm-hmm. TM just like mama Jer. TM. <laughs> So one day she gets, so they're divorced. One day she gets a call from her friend, Candace Garvey, who said she was up in Alaska with a guy named Bruce Jenner. So we now know Bruce Jenner as Caitlyn Jenner. And out of respect, we will be using her current pronouns and her current name. Yeah. So there that is. Okay. So she was talking Chris up to Caitlyn and was like, you guys should go on a date. And Candace was talking, um, Caitlin up to Chris. She's like, you guys are perfect for each other. Chris like had just got out of divorce and all that. She's like, I am not ready for a man. It had not even been a year yet. But this is how she does it. She, she moves quickly. Cut to, they had a blind date. <laughs> 
Caitlin runs up to her apparently at this tennis club and embraces her and was like, I've heard so many good things about you. He said, sorry, she said, this is what it feels like to be in the arms of a real woman. What is with her like energy at these like tennis matches that she these must men have? They just adore her. The energy that she must put off because we have seen that people will just fall head over heels for her. She must have like a magnetic sexual energy I to think her. she does. Especially to men. I can't wait to see for myself. Like I want to hang out with her. Same. Um, so he has, she has four kids. Chris has four kids and they go to um, a, like on a double date, blind date to dinner at Ivy at the shore. Used to be chic. Used to be chic. Not anymore. It stopped being chic in like 2013. Exactly. Oh, but the days. Uh, but we've been there because we, sure we thought we'd see celebrities. And we we probably did. I think. I, Reese Witherspoon used to go to the one at the Ivy of the Shore all the time. Mm, those, yeah. uh, those multicolored roses uh, on the table. Oh, I love it. I, we should go back. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, so she goes. They have. Oh, okay. Then he. She calls her. Caitlin calls Chris the other the next morning and was like, I'm going to Florida tomorrow. Can I buy you a ticket and you can join me? Chris goes. His trips, his plans. <laughs> Wined and dined. God. Um, she has the best time. She loves that Caitlin is a daredevil and down for anything. They become inseparable. After a few minutes, or minutes, well, I mean, honestly, kind of. <laughs> after a few months, Chris says she was in love with Caitlin. Um, Caitlin and eventually asked Chris if she can go to dinner with Robert Kardashian. Caitlin goes to dinner with Robert and asks Robert for Chris's hand in marriage because they are still in the process oh, of a divorce fuck. and is like, I love Chris. We don't have to do all this money, like going oh, back and forth. I can take care of your kids and Chris. Let's let this be over and let's be civil to each other. And I think Robert really respected Caitlin for that. And Robert said yes. And Robert said yes. And five months later, they, or five months after they started dating, Caitlyn Jenner and Chris Jenner, or Chris, yeah, whatever, Kardashian get engaged. Two months later, they get married. They have been together for seven months. It hasn't even been a year since the divorce. <laughs> Man, she, I hope at this point she has hired some sort of therapist just to unpack like why you can't be alone. Do you think that they can even go to therapists now? Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. I like, mean, Princess Diana's that, therapist like, was like paying off. I just feel like they, this is kind of what makes the Kardashians so special is I feel like they can't trust anyone else besides themselves. Th them. So they're so tight knit, but that must feel so lonely. I feel like maybe they've had the same therapist for like almost like their that gynecologist who's delivered all of their kids. Todd Crane's. Oh. Or is it Paul Crane? Paul, Paul Crane. Yes. So maybe they've had someone that like, <laughs> also the like. Also, how fucking crazy that we know what this family's gynecologist's <laughs> name is. Like what? I don't even know the name of my gynecologist. Me, me either. Julie can't tell you. But we know Paul Crane. We do. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Also, it's like the 80s, 90s. Like she definitely uh, was not going to see a therapist. No, she was not. But damn. So seven months later. They get married on April 21st, 1991. Taurus season. Taurus season. Oh, days before my birthday. Just days. Days. Truly. On, yeah, to the year. Um, it seems like the family was blended really well. Um, as we know, Caitlin has, uh, yeah, four four kids, which I can only think of Brody and Brandon. But I think there's another older boy that also starts with a B. And another boy, I guess. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they, uh, and then Robert actually is super involved, um, 
and their family and goes to dinner with them once a week. And this is where Chris starts to put her manager cap on Mm -hmm. because Caitlin was an Olympic athlete, but she was living paycheck to paycheck off of appearances. And Chris was like, why you could be doing so much more than that. And also like, I need you to sustain my lifestyle that I want. Yeah. That was the motivation. That was, that was it. So, um, she was ahead of the time and she was like, we need to build you a brand. There should be, uh, Caitlyn Jenner clothing, Caitlyn Jenner supplements, Caitlyn Jenner endorsement deals. Um, So she said, Chris said she had been around business people her whole life. So she had ideas about how to improve Caitlyn's business. She hires a woman that used to be Robert Kardashian's assistant. They set up an office. They bring in a computer assistant assistant and hire production company and pull together a highlight reel of Caitlyn's greatest accomplishments. And they, um, and as a speaker and as a product endorser, and they create a press kit and business cards and they send it to every uh, speaker's borough in the United States and just wait for a call. And Coca-Cola calls them. Uh, had Caitlin already been on the Wheaties box at yes. this point? Because that was like the first thing. That, that was she like got, the right? first big thing. Oh, okay. And Chris really admired that because Caitlin really didn't come from much. And then all of a sudden she's on a Wheaties box Damn. too. Like I do think that Chris admires people with drive in that way. Yeah, because she has it in herself. She has it in herself. And you have to think about she was a housewife and she went when Robert cut off her card, she was like, I will never live this way again. Yeah. And have to be at the hand of someone else. Yeah. I mean, you got to learn, you know, learn somehow. Um, and it works. So they start doing meet and greets. Um, they make her superstar again. Um, and they, in the middle of 1992, they were living in Malibu. They moved back to Beverly Hills. And then Chris gets in on the action and they do an infomercial for an aerobic step together. I've seen this. <laughs> I can't. I it's can't. like, wow, it's a lot going on here. It is a lot where he's like, look at, she's like, look at Chris. She's all toned and fit now. It's so 90s. It like, really uh, Apparently there were ratings for infomercials and they were like the highest rated infomercial and they were on the air for two years. Damn. Um, well, they were a hot couple too of the time, you know? Totally. Totally. And they were well, they were known too. And they were starting to be known even more. Um, They were also reconnected because uh, Caitlin was also friends with OJ. So they lost kind of touch when Chris and um, Robert got a divorce because OJ was Robert's best friend. And Nicole knew that OJ was cheating on her. So I think when she saw her friend cheat on a Mm. man that seemed to be a really good husband, she was presented her yeah exactly but they start to reconnect um but they uh let's see they were starting to worry about oj's mental health because nicole and oj were starting to separate and oj would call chris multiple times kind of harassing chris being like where's nicole what is she doing where is she oh god so they were worried about that um she could tell that they're just something wasn't right. And Chris would go on walks with Nicole and runs. And Nicole said, he's going to kill me and he's going to get away with it. She said that to Chris on multiple times or multiple occasions. Yeah. Um, She also told Chris that someone had taken her hidden key and she thinks it was OJ because she was living on her own at that point. Um, They, Nicole calls Chris one day and is like, I have something really important I need to talk to you about. 
can you please come over? It's going to take a couple of hours. I just need your undivided attention. And Chris is like, I, I really want to be there for you. I can't make it this evening, but let's get lunch tomorrow. Can you imagine? What else are you, what else are you doing, Chris, right now? No kidding. That I, could be more important than your best friend being like, I need you at this moment. I know. Well, I, and that then is like, you have to go. I think Chris knew, you know, like when you know something so deeply and you want to avoid it. I think that's exactly because you're just like, I don't want to go there. A hundred percent. I never thought that she thought it would get to where it was. And so I, and also she was really close to OJ as well. So I think it's something she didn't want to believe it. So So they plan for lunch the next day. And that is the last time that Chris ever talked to Nicole. She calls (gasps) her the next morning, gets her answering machine and is like, Hey, I'm dropping the kids off, but I'll see you at lunch. Where are you? Um, she gets a call from Nicole's mother, Linda. Um, and Linda had said, uh, that Nicole had been shot and hadn't made it. So at this time they thought that Nicole had been shot. We know now that she had been stabbed and Chris kept being like, well, where is she? What hospital can I go see her at? And Nicole's mom was like, you don't understand. She didn't make it. So life as they know it has come crashing down around them. Robert calls Kim or Chris because they are obviously friends with them. Do you know what Chris said? Robert said to her, what quote, see, you better be nicer to me. (gasps) I'm not, I gasped when and Chris was like, he was a jokester. He didn't realize the serious, like I, that's unforgivable. Unforgivable. I'm like Robert Kardashian has just proven to be like a really like misogynist. I think it was a, I can't make an excuse for him because yeah, you're right. No, I was about that's to say like it, trash, disgusting, ew, horrible. Like I, that would be unforgivable to, for me. Unfor- oh god, and that's the father of your children. That yeah, unforgivable. So you can't be like that's your best friend. That was one of his best friends. So that's happening. Um, Robert tells Chris that everything was going to be fine, and he was going to help OJ get through this. And Chris from there was like how could you? And she said there was a line in the sand drawn and you were either on Nicole's side or you were on OJ's side. And the fact that Robert chose OJ's side was at the time for her unforgivable. He actually renews his bar license and goes back into practicing law. And we know that he joins his legal team. Oh, he had to go back? He, his bar license, I guess, had expired oh. and he renewed it to go and fight for him. This is interesting. I thought that they were together. They during... were already divorced. Oh, God. Yep. So. Oh, God. The kids, the Kardashian kids grow up immediately from this because they're, they had to explain to them, one, that their aunt was murdered. And yeah. two, this is the trial of the century, as it's been called. It is on every single news outlet. The girls actually go to court with Robert sometimes while he is there. And he sees, they see her, their mom sitting on one side and their dad defending OJ on the other. It's wild. I can't believe it. And all the while your best friend has been murdered and your ex-husband is defending the guy. Chris says, Chris says she knows that OJ in her book, she said she knows that OJ had something to do with it. Will she never say like she, I think she stopped. I think after this book, she stopped saying that because of OJ's children on an interview I saw, I think it was with Oprah. Oprah was like trying, she was like, you said it in the book. And Chris was like, well, I won't speak any further than that because of his children. Right. And like, what's even the point of her saying exactly. she knows in her heart that he did, but it's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make a difference now. But Chris says that she knows that he did. Well, 
Nicole's telling her that. Yeah. What? And Chris, I believe, was subpoenaed. And she worked with Marsha Clark a lot. And she was oh. in trial every day. So would she say, did she say that in trial? Of what I, Nicole that's confessed? unclear. I don't know. And I need to look that up because I'm like, that was pretty good evidence. Um, but also with the glove, with OJ, with the gloves, they have him try it on and it didn't fit. And Chris said she was at home watching this happen on TV. It was screaming at the TV because the leather gloves had been sitting there soaking in blood, which made them shrink, which can make them shrink when leather is like exposed to water like that, I guess, or something. So, oh my God, another thing that's happened, because if you've watched the OJ trial live, you might know this stuff, but um, she was on the phone and there was helicopter views, obviously, and there was blood on Nicole's step still. And she called her friend who is his neighbor and she was like, get over there. She said that she feels bad for doing this now, but she blacked out and was like, wash that blood off the steps now because it, it, all the forensic stuff had already been done. And then he goes over and there's footage of him like power washing the blood off the steps. It's just crazy how involved these people were with this trial. Why did she want the blood off the steps? I think she couldn't see it anymore. It's her friend's blood, just like being televised everywhere. So, um, is, I actually know very little about the OJ trial. I actually think we should do the OJ trial after listening to the book. Yeah. It was, it's fucking crazy. I mean, I know that, what's the, if the glove fit, don't acquit or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, it, I mean, that I know what phrase. happened. Yes, exactly. But and it's fascinating. Crazy. So they go, she goes to trial with Bruce, like, every day and they sit back there and she sees her ex-husband defending the man she knows killed her best friend. So is Bruce like fuck Robert at this point too? Or Caitlin, I guess. Caitlin, no. sorry, sorry guys. Sorry, um, sorry. No, sorry. Um, I think, yeah, I think everyone knows. What did the kids think? I think the kids also were kind of on Robert's side at this point because their mom had cheated on. Oh, it's God. so complicated. Also, when you have a lawyer as your dad, you're probably going to be like, well, he knows more about 100%. this. So like we should. And it's also like your parents know everything, too. Yeah. Robert later said in a Barbara Walters interview that he now uh, he has his doubts about OJ. Really? Mm-hmm. But I think he went well, into the mode. Yeah, of course. Late. I think he went into the mode that it was like, this is my brother and I have to protect him. And Chris says, we lost Nicole and we lost OJ because you no longer also. And your husband and ex-husband. I mean, you lost yeah, everyone. Everyone. OJ called Chris from jail after Faye Resnick's book came out. Which Faye Resnick, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Say it how it is. Call it how it is. She wrote a book. Expl- all on a tell-all all about Nicole three months after Nicole had died. And in that book, she revealed that revealed that Faye Resnick herself and Nicole had a um, romantic affair. And that was what outraged OJ. And Chris was like, your wife has been murdered and you're calling me about this book? Mm, well, what does that say? And that, and that truth. So obviously we know what, well, you know what happens with the trial. While Chris went to the trial, she is pregnant and every day to court she wears the maternity clothes that Nicole gave her and um, in November of 1995 Kendall Nicole Jenner was born and Nicole is obviously a namesake from Nicole Brown Simpson oh wow Mm -hmm. wow Yep. yep So she said that was, oh, so they're just trying to heal now after this trial. And um, Robert and Chris eventually do mend their relationship because they're like, we have to become a family again. Literally how? I don't. Those are the kind of things where I'm just like, 
don't become a unified family. I think I think kids do change everything though, because when it, you want your true. kids, you know, that that's the power of like mothers when they're like, this is still my God, kids. I guess, yeah, I mean, we just might not know that power. I, I don't, I don't know. At this point in our no, lives. Just I, I'm just don't. like, no, your kids are better off to not be around someone that would do, but it's crazy. You're right. You're right. It's crazy. So she, Chris said that introducing Kendall to Robert was one of the hardest things she's ever done in her life, like as a baby, because it's just like, she said that she thinks that Robert never really thought that she would move on from that. Now here's a child from a different, I know. I want to cry. I know. Same when I was reading that too. That's so they said that they both cried. I know. I'm about to cry too. I truly am. Oh man. That's just so like. I know. It's just life. Hard. Yeah. Fucking life. life. Um, so, okay. Kendall's born. We're, we're moving on. So since her, <laughs> she goes on to be a supermodel, good for her. Good for her. So since her family is growing, it's time to expand. Chris is looking around the real estate market. <laughs> She's like, I'm back, honey. <laughs> I'm back better than ever. Not yet, because her billionaire daughter hasn't been born yet. That's true. Um, but she was looking around the market. Her friend calls her, is like, come see my new house in Hidden Hills. Chris drives out there and it's like, where am I fucking going, San Francisco? This is so far, but then gets there. If you guys don't know, mm-hmm. Hidden Hills is mm-hmm. the area in LA that Justin Bieber lives, all the Kardashians, Jessica Simpson, our queen. Icon legend. It, she is just, it's like where all the rich as the rich live. And it is, you go there and you're like, it's cool. It's a magical place. There's like ranches and horses. Yeah. It doesn't feel like even California in some no. ways, but it is something special. Well, it feels like how California should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Like how, what LA wishes it could that, be. Ain't that it wasn't true. so ugly. So she was intoxicated by it. <laughs> she was intoxicated by it. They end up moving there, even though Caitlin was like, please no, but what Chris says goes. Yeah. She bought two houses without even showing Caitlin. I respect it. I do too. She's like, you'll figure it out. You'll like it eventually. Wow. Um, So this symbolized that life was good again for them. Um, And apparently they named every house in Hidden Hills. And so they named it the Haven and they named all their houses the Haven after that. And it brought them good luck because on August 10th, 1997, Kylie Jenner was born and would later become a billionaire and become Chris's new favorite. Has Chris ever been on birth control? Literally, probably, probably not. Like, but she wanted six kids and that was her sixth kid. That's true. That is true. It's what she wanted. But Jesus Christ. Can it's you, crazy. Can you imagine birthing? No, but she loved it. She said the process of birth, she actually loved. Yeah, Courtney and Kim start leaving the nest. Um, they went back and forth kind of living between Chris and Robert's. Chloe stayed and helped Chris with Kylie and Kendall. Robert was kind of having a hard time, which I feel like checks out for all of them. It really (laughs) does. Their personalities are like still the same. No, exactly. Um, Around this time in 2003, Robert tells Chris that he has cancer. Um, He said he was going to get a second opinion. He calls a week later and says it was a false test and he doesn't have cancer. Cut to a few months later, Robert returns from a trip from Italy and he literally couldn't swallow. He goes into the doctor. He has stage four um, esophageal. I think it's esophageal is how Chris said it. um, Throat cancer. Um, But he was confident he was going to beat it. It's also around this point that Chris is not her biological father who had already passed, but um, the man who, Harry, who she saw as her father. So it's a really tough time. Um, 
it's also around this time that she writes a completely unfiltered letter to Robert telling her exactly how she feels, apologizing for everything. And I think she basically kind of like, you're my soulmate and I love you and I'm sorry we've been through hell and back together. I know it like makes me, it makes me tear up. Chris, you do things to me. Um, Same. Right? So he starts to decline rapidly around this time. Uh, She says her kids were always by his side. Apparently, Chloe, it hit her the hardest. She lost pretty much all of her hair from the stress of it all. Um, Just eight weeks after his diagnosis, Robert Kardashian passed away. And Chris said that a part of her died with him on that day. I know. I can't even handle it. No, I can't. This is like the saddest episode we've ever done. It's about Chris Jenner. It's like true. Uh, God, that's so horrible. I was watching the episode where it's that classic video where Chloe, Courtney, and Kim are taking a picture and Kim's doing a soft smile. Yes. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so Chris says that she needed some direction and purpose to get her out of this grief. Grief. So she opens a clothing store in the um, in Plaza Calabasas with her daughter Courtney, who just graduated from the University of Arizona, called Smooch. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooch. I was gonna say pooch, but pooch, pooch, Smooch, yeah, classic, really trashy in- interior. Yes, it was like and nothing. Close. It was terrible. Trashy kids uh, clothing store. Um, but they opened that up and it was a great success. They were there every day for it? three years. <laughs> I actually think it was. I think, I think. Okay, so then after that, they opened a store. It did so well. Kim, Chloe, and Courtney, we know open. Wait, don't tell me. Oh, God. How dare Not, you? Oh, Dash. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Dash dolls. Dash dolls. Um, I think I have been into Dash, unless I'm making up this memory, but I definitely went to Calabasas because Kendall Jenner had a magazine signing, which I will post, post the it. Post the and content. Chris was there. Um, and so I definitely went into Calabasas and went to Dash at one point, which is also trash. It is trash. I, I went to the one in West Hollywood and also oh, right. not great. Yeah, because they opened one in New York as yes, well. I went to that one. Yep. So around this time, Chris is telling, or people are telling Chris, your family's crazy. They should be on a reality show. Um, and she knew the power of television because Caitlin had also been in on an episode of I'm a, or on the season of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Um, also, wasn't she on... Didn't the Brody Jenner... The Hills? Not the Hills, but they did something before. Maybe. And I think she... It was mostly about Caitlyn and her children. Maybe. they That wasn't mentioned in Chris's autobiography. She's like, I was yeah. the star, so... <laughs> like, Don't even mention it. What's the point? It was like failed. I, Probably. I remember seeing an episode of it being like, this is what the Kardashians always... What they wanted to be the Kardashians mm. and it just never worked. Probably. I think everyone was trying. It was starting to be, um, Newlyweds was on. Um, she also saw Paris on The Simple Life. Mm-hmm. And um, Kathy threw, they were friends. Kathy actually threw um, Kylie's baby shower. Kathy Hilton? Yeah, Kathy Hilton. So she saw the power of reality TV. And um, around this time as well, Kim is getting some recognition because she's hanging out with Paris all the time. She's organizing celebrities' closets and selling clothes on eBay. Um, and she goes on a date with Nick Lachey. It's the first woman he spotted out with after right. Jessica. All, it's truly full circle. Full circle. All of this. Which Nick alleges that Kim called the 
paparazzi on them in the middle of their, because they went to the movies and there was no paparazzi. And I guess she went up to go to the bathroom. And then when they came out of the movies, there was tons of paparazzi. They've always, I mean, they've, they've known the power of paparazzi. That's right. Even more so than probably anyone. That's right. And it is at this time that there's a thing called a sex tape that's coming out. Mm. So the, the thing that I've always been like, did Chris release it? Did Kim release it? Here's what I actually think happened and what I heard is that it was released to a third party and Vivid Entertainment was going to pick it up. Yes. And from, and Kim told Chris this, which is so funny on the show because Chris goes, as her mom, I wanted to kill her. But as her manager, (laughs) she lights up. (laughs) She was like, I knew I had to capitalize on it. So it is actually really smart that Chris was like, this is going to be released no matter what. Because they were going to release it no matter what. Yeah. We're going to make you money off of this. Vivid paid Kim $5 million for it. Which it's like, if it's going to be out there, you might as well make money. That's crazy for like, her level of fame at that time was not that high. Not as much. But But yeah, there's nothing you can really do in those situations. Which is a way, again, like with Chris, that I respect that she was not like berating her daughter for that. She's like, it happened. It's out here. That was the dumbest thing you could have ever ever done. Let's make some money off of it. Damn. Yeah. So, and you might disagree with me on that and that's fine, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of thoughts about it over the years. Like as I've aged, I've also been like maybe not focusing so much on the shame of someone even, you know, like I think when I first heard about this, I was like, gross. And her mom's supporting a sex tape. And I'm like, her daughter, we all are sexual people. She maybe did something that, yeah, would go public. She protected her in a way by being like, I'm going to, you know. Yeah. Like it is what it is. People have sex that came out and she tried to do her best to make sure she felt in control about it. And I I guess in this recent Hulu show, like Kim is crying because I guess Saint saw something about the sex tape and approaches her about it. So really $5 million does not equate, you know, that does not make up for your children seeing you have sex. I can't even imagine. Oh, Jesus. Can't even imagine. But so Kim's name is really getting out there for the sex tape. Um, So it's about this time that they move into the house that we all know and love. Mm -hmm. I love that house. One story home. So chic. Ranch. Gorgeous. Yeah. Love that house. Their friend, um, Dina Katz comes over with her husband and they're for dinner and they just see like this chaos around the house. And she was like, Ryan Seacrest is developing reality shows at E. You need to go get a meeting with him. And so Chris does. She meets with Ryan at E-Studios on Wilshire, Wilshire Boulevard. That is where I went to see a taping of Chelsea Handler. And I ran into Caitlyn Jenner when she was Bruce at the time. Had a, con- a conversation. And I was like, do not ask her about the Kardashians. Don't ask her about the Kardashians. Stand out. And I was like, do you have any running tips? Running <laughs> <laughs> uh, tips, cute pair. Like 17. That is cute. <laughs> so we talked about running. We'll post the photo. We'll post the photo. Um, so we talked about running. <laughs> So she meets with Ryan, pitches her family. She's like my, you know, tells them all the story. And it's the next day. It's a go. And But I love that Chris also did this. She was like, if we're going to do this, she said, I push my luck. I get to be executive producer and I get to call the final cuts. I mean, I respect it. She's always been in control of the narrative. I also all media. Yes. And I think that's smart to, oh, that's the thing with all media. Like, you know, if a Kardashian story is out there on TMZ or people, they've approved it. They, I think they're like the most powerful 
celebrity of all time in that way because they have relationships with paparazzi yes. with networks and like they'll destroy someone if they piss them destroy, off and you will be cut out of their life forever ever and have to pay for it yeah like and that's emotionally financially spiritually, spiritually. <laughs> it's crazy really so she um so they go on they film it um she said she asked everyone and made sure that they wanted to do it before they did they all agree they, the production team asked for one promise. No matter what happens, the cameras keep rolling. 30 days later, production begins. They first, on the first day, they filmed the show title, which is the iconic whistling. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. Chris. Yeah. Chris, our editor. Play it Chris, here. Chris, right now. All right, we're ready. No, no, no. We're ready. Here. The wind, you guys. necessary? No change. Oh. Awful. So the show premiered on October 4th, 2007. Um... The first episode, Kylie's dancing on the pole. They're talking about Kim's sex tape. Chloe gets a DUI in the first season, which we realize is a reenactment now. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and it's just a huge success. And so Chris said, how do I take the, these 15 minutes of fame and make them 30? And that was always her thing. And so she becomes, I know that we're getting late on time. I'm going to go for it. Okay. So she... um she was like, how do I take this show and make it a springboard for something permanent and lasting for her kids? And man, did she do that? Jesus. Um, she truly went from being a housewife to a business mogul. This like low budget reality TV show. Super low budget. Super low budget. She said that every child had a different personality. So each endorsement had to fit something different because people just like the show became international and they were just infatuated with this family. Um, so then there's also a spinoff with Chloe and Courtney take Miami and there's New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also the perfect storm of the Kardashians coming out is also the perfect storm of social media rising. It's so true. And they take advantage of that in a way that no one else did. They just were savvy. Yeah. Everyone could relate to a specific daughter. Yes. And they were also different. Every age group. Cause there was also uh, Chris and Caitlin yep. on and MJ. <laughs> Truly MJ. Bless her with her red lipstick all the time. Bless her. Bless her. I wish I could pull Perfect off red bangs. lipstick. Perfect Bob. Ugh, uh, love you MJ. My Arkansas girl. Uh, God bless you. <laughs> so they, yeah, they would Chris encourage all the Kardashian Jenner kids to tire, tirelessly tweet blog and update on Facebook. People would leave comments like what shoes do you wear? What are you do? Like, where are you going to eat? So Chris was like, why not be a brand for our fans and give them what they want? Kim Kardashian said many of our ideas about what to endorse came from our fans. And then our mother made it happen. Yeah. She was like, I mean, people always call her the puppet master, but in like, I mean, she's a businesswoman. She's a businesswoman. So Chris goes to town and starts hitting every single market. Fragrance line. It becomes one of the top sellers at Sephora for Kim. Chloe and Lamar eventually have a unisex fragrance, which I went to a <laughs> taping of the Chris Jenner TV show. Oh my God. <laughs> when I first moved to LA, I didn't have any friends or anything to do. So I went to so many show <gasps> tapings. Makes you want to sob by yourself. Um, I did go to the Jeff Pro show by myself. <laughs> Chris Jenner I went with a group of friends we got the 
Chloe and Lamar unisex kit. Uh, they have they eventually have a Sears line, which had to go out of business because the article came out about sweatshops that were being. Oh God! <laughs> but we got like a four hundred dollar gift certificate to Sears because of that. Wow, it's crazy. Um, so <laughs> I saw Chris, but it was also Chris's show was canceled after a year. Yeah, she, didn't you always say like that was not right for me? Much like Bethany Frankel's. Right. I also actually think for Chris, she was probably like, this actually is a Bethany, I think she would do more if she could. Yeah, she Chris, would. I'm like, you don't have the time. No. Um, okay, so uh, Rob eventually, you know, has that sock line. George something? Arthur George. Arthur George. Mm-hmm. Which is after his dad and grandfather. Oh, mm-hmm. my boyfriend has some of those socks, I think he said. Really? Yeah. I think they're still selling them. At Nordstrom, right? Good for them. High end market. They were there at least five years ago. I remember specifically seeing them at the Grove. I, think, I don't know anymore. I think that Chris would not dissolve that. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if she would dissolve that. Um, skincare. Okay, so listen to this quote from her 2011 book. Quotes. I would love for all the girls at some point in their careers to have makeup endorsements like a L'Oreal contract or something similar and each have their own skincare line. That's a dream we haven't realized yet. Now we know they are a multi-billion dollar family from makeup. Literally from makeup. Manifestation at its finest. There it is. It's insane. So, um, yeah, they, and then, so then they start being like, why would we promote other people's businesses when we can create our own? Yeah. And not have to like pay anyone for advertising. That's right. Just go online and be like, this is how I look good. That's right. But in the current market, when... Reports have put Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian's per post takes in about six and seven figure and ter- six and seven figure territory for them to post a product. Yeah. And this is all from a fucking reality show that Kris Jenner took these girls' careers and just went off. Jesus. Um, Jesus. Yep. So after a few seasons, they move into their new house, which is the Hidden Hills house that had that fake exterior because yep. they started getting stalkers and yep. stuff. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, and Chris has her first grandchild in 2009. Um, now Chris has 11 grandchildren. I know this long episode, but just like the reindeers, Tess, can you name the 11 grandchildren? I'm sorry, it's for my Sudafed. It's like, please <laughs> get over it. Um, okay, so Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Mason, Penelope, Rain. Gorgeous. Um, true. Um, St. Chicago, North Palm. Song. Song. <laughs> um, I, they said 11. I think wait, it's what? 10. Oh, wait. Stormy. Oh, Kylie's. Stormy. And then the new one. Wolf, but it's not Wolf anymore. They changed it. And did you say Dream? Oh, no, I didn't say Dream. It is okay. 11. All right. Oh, there it is. Okay, there it Very is. Very well done. Thank Very you. well done. Thank you. Um, okay, so. Just like the reindeer. <laughs> Sad that I know the Kardashians' <laughs> children more than the, the reindeer. Um, like I said, she had a talk show, which is where Kanye West revealed the first public picture of North. Right. Um, in October 2013, Chris and Caitlyn Jenner announced separation. And in 2014, Chris filed for divorce, citing um, irreconcilable differences. We now know that Bruce identifies as Caitlyn. Caitlyn publicly came out as transgender in 2015. Um, Chris Jenner has talked about the breakup with Caitlyn as the most passive aggressive thing in her life. 
um, saying that while Chris had known of Caitlin's use of hormones in the 1980s, she never thought there was a gender issue. Right. Which is super interesting that she was taking hormones in the 80s in that way. That is a lot to unpack. Then there is, there's still, we will not, I feel like years from now, we'll find out more stuff. I feel like Chris Jenner will write another memoir. Like, like before she dies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They all, they've all taken it to the vault, but the kids have said that they saw Caitlyn, you know, dressing in, in, in heels and dresses and dresses. putting makeup on. There's also, they hit it. Right. And there's also, which must just be so startling. Oh, yeah. Um, there's also that time where Chris was talking to Caitlin on like some film thing. She's like, I always wondered why you peed sitting down. Interesting. So wow. it's just interesting. Another thing that they had to go through publicly as a family that most people had not even talked about as, as much. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Chris Jenner has then um, been in, now has been in a relationship with Corey Gamble since 2014. Chris Jenner runs Jenner Communication, where she manages all of her children. Um, Keeping up, up with the Kardashians was on for 20 year, 20 seasons, but now we'll be going on Hulu. And um, at the end, she was making a hundred thousand per episode, as well as ten percent cuts of each of her daughters. So she's making like a million dollars an episode, which is a hundred thousand is actually less than I thought. Like if like the friends, I cast, guess, well, that's why they went from E and now Hulu, which is a Disney owned company. Oh, and you they're probably know they're making, making money. Like triple that. Yep. And her daughter's successful lines, obviously Skims, which is recently valued at $1.6 billion. Um, KKW Beauty, which was estimated at 1 point billion. Um, Kylie Cosmetics, um, which she started on her own. And that's a whole other crazy story, which um, they sold a majority of stake to Cody Inc. in late 2019 for hundreds of millions of dollars. And Chris had a, an ownership part of that and 10% of Kylie as well. <laughs> Chloe has good American. Kendall Jenner, obviously, is a model and has 818. Courtney has a lifestyle website called Poosh. Yeah, and they, does Courtney make any money? She doesn't want it. She doesn't want it. She, just wants to be, she wants to be a mom and a wife. She actually does. And now like an emo pop girl. And like we stick tongues out. Yeah. On red carpet. We stick tongues the into tongues each other. The tongues have to go. They have to I'm stop. happy for her, but it's really stupid. It's neat. It's enough. It was funny once. It's enough now. Kind of, yeah, literally. But they'll do it again. They will. That'll be their cover photo for the Kardashian thing. Um, a, and she also has a um, cleaning line product called... Um, Safely, that is Krista. Yes, that has been so. If you go to her Instagram, Chris is the only Kardashian I follow on Instagram. Oh my god! If you go to her Instagram, Safely? yeah, Walmart has like recently carried really? it, so she's making Walmart money now too, honey. Interesting. According to Forbes, Chris is worth one hundred and ninety million dollars. Um, Kylie is estimated to be worth seven hundred million, and Kim at seven hundred and eighty million dollars. Um, that's Chris Jenner. What a ride. What a ride. I laughed. I cried. I felt respect. I felt anger. I felt empowered and I felt sad how poor we all are compared to this <laughs> no family. Kidding. That's I'm like, they just, on Aaron and Sarah Foster's podcast, mm -hmm. they asked, they were like, who pays? And Chris was like, we just like all pick each other, like pick it up for each other sometimes. And then they're like, oh, so you like never Venmo request? And Chris like, oh, no. Does Chris even know what Venmo is? Probably not. No, I don't think She's so. Like, is that for sad, poor people? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, just some quick, iconic Chris lines. This is the case for the FBI. Mm. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Kim, just... your sister's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just so funny to me. And 
the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. Chef's kiss. And there it is. So, well, I mean, probably my longest episode yet. But that was so fun. My most passionate episode. Yeah, but like <laughs> it went by in a blink of an eye because I just it? was like sitting here like a wide-eyed. It's crazy. And again, I think that I could do a whole episode on just the Kardashians from when the show started. Totally. There's it's such different lives. Right. There's also like less information out because I feel like they became more private when they started to become more rich. Totally. Which makes sense. Yeah, but even like in like earlier seasons, they kind of were pioneers for showing like hard stuff on reality TV, like infertility issues that Kim went through yep. and divorce. Yep. And, you know, when Caitlyn transitioned, right. that was kind of at the start of transgender visibility in general. And they all talked very openly about it. And now it is different. But like, you got to respect that. You got to. And they, they have, did put it all out there. They did. And they got body image. Too. Right. And I think that a lot of stuff has been damaging for body image. But I think a lot of it is empowered women. You yeah. know, the body image will I'll always feel torn Same. of how to speak about it. I can't say that they've done amazing things for women or like a good thing. Right. But I also think. Well, <sighs> it's interesting because Chris. Kim has been like, when I came onto the scene, it was just waif thin women and I had curves, but I'm also like, but your waist is made by sucking in your organs from a waist trainer and surgery. And, and they've always had that like hourglass figure. Yes. So it's hard to be like, oh, these poor women that were, you know, they're like, I was a size 12. It's like, yeah, that's not a huge size. No. And also you were size 12 with a 24 waist yes. and a perfect butt. And so you can't really like no, you use can't. that as a right. you know, justification, which is complicated. It's complicated. But again, like I have to acknowledge that because love you, Chris, but there has been a lot of damaging things that you guys There's, need to own. Yes. They've not been perfect. No, I wouldn't say they're role models, no. but they're business women. They are business women. And I respect that. Yeah. And I cherish any woman who wants to take over. True. So yeah, both things can be true. That's right. So anyways, Chris Jenner. Oh God, I love it. God bless you. That was amazing. I loved it. Thank you so much. You guys go watch old episodes on Hulu and I'm excited to see the new season. Me too. And the new generation. I'll watch this weekend. I'm, I'm going to. Me too. Me too. There's nothing more comforting. There's always the Kardashians playing at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it always is. That's so true. So anytime I've been in the ER, I'm like, turn it on E. I know yeah, what like, will be there. Pump it up. Pump it up. Pump it up, honey. My serotonin. Um, but anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. Loved it. We're so happy to be back. Yes, we have some fun episodes coming for you. That's right. Um, as always, like and subscribe. Spread the word on social media. It really, really helps us. Yes. Um, we're going to be just like the Kardashians and blow up social media. We are. We're coming for you. Our empire Those will begin. followed is people on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, Rammies, we love you. Until next week. Catch you later, dolls. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's it. We're done. Money.